establishing the mind in meditation. Over and over again we see in the suttas or hear instruction as to focusing the mind on particular wholesome object or a neutral object like the feelings of the breath in anapanasati mindfulness of breathing the encouragement to let go of distracted thought to not let the mind be caught up in likes and dislikes caught up with sounds that we hear, memories, thoughts, feelings. We can put a tremendous amount of effort into the meditation, trying to develop concentration, trying to, to focus, establish the attention in a fixed and steady way, trying to dispel distracting thoughts and we can feel like we're working really hard doing the best we can to follow the instructions doing what we're supposed to do doing what it says in the sutta doing what the the teacher is guiding us to do what the books say And yet it easily becomes a frustrating struggle, a frustrating exercise in wrestling with the mind, disappointment. Things not going in the direction that we would wish. You seem to try so hard, but yet keep meeting with obstruction, with difficulty, frustration. Or sometimes things go really well according to the, uh, the patterns that we wish for. And then having had a period of meditation where the mind is really clear and focused, bright, then we can easily feel disappointment, frustration when we can't get back there again. It was so good, it was so perfect, it was so right. How can I get back there once again? Oh, sometimes even those wholesome, bright, skillful states of mind can become a, a source of suffering. What I would suggest is that the, the whole process hinges around the quality of attitude. The attitude that we bring to the practice is the, the most essential element. Because even though we can feel that we're following the instructions, we're being 
super sincere, trying really hard, doing everything that we're supposed to do. Unconsciously, we can be feeding the habits of self-view. It's me trying to get concentrated, me trying to get rid of my defilements, me trying to dispel distracted thoughts, me trying to get somewhere with my practice. Me having got somewhere, last time, trying to get back to that good place once again. So even though there's a wholesome effort, wholesome intention being followed to arouse energy, to develop concentration, to develop insight, to let go of unskillful moods and feelings, attitudes. Unconsciously, the whole effort can be framed in I've got to become, I want to be, I've got to get, I've got to get rid of. I am like this and I've got to change to be like that. So unconsciously, the whole work of meditation gets formed into the framework of bhavatanna, vibhavatanna, the desire to be, the desire to become, the desire to get rid of. So even though we might be very sincere, working really hard, putting in a lot of very committed effort, if that uh, attitudes of I and me and mine have crept in the back door and taken over, then necessarily all those efforts will end up leading to more dukkha, more frustration, discontent, dissatisfaction. As Lumpur Sumedha would often put it, if we if we have the idea, I've, I'm an unenlightened person who's got to do something now to become an enlightened person in the future, then we've got the wrong paradigm. We're starting from the I am, starting from bhava, from becoming attachment to I and me and mine. I've got these problems, I need to get rid of them. I've got this potential, I need to to fulfill it. Uh, it's not a, a matter of not putting forth effort. It's not a, a path of passivity, of, of non-doing, but rather discovering what is sama vayamu, the, the balanced effort, the effort which is attuned to Dhamma. Or another way that the Buddha put it, to practice Dhamma in accordance with Dhamma. Dhamma nu Dhamma Patipada. In the development of right effort, there's a lot of doing. It involves very focused, deliberate effort to do Sangvara is the first part, 
is to restrain the unwholesome from arising. Pahana, if the unwholesome has arisen, then to let go of it. So we set the intention to to restrain the unwholesome, to to not allow unwholesome states of agitation or fear, aversion, craving arise. But if they have arisen, if we see the mind caught up with with fear or aversion, agitation, desire, various unskillful states, then pahana, there's a letting go. The third element of right effort is bhavana, to cultivate, to bring the wholesome into being, to deliberately cultivate attitudes of loving-kindness, patience, focused attention, bhavana. And then the fourth element, the last one, is anurakana, to protect, to maintain. Whatever wholesome states have arisen, in terms of focused attention, clear seeing, loving kindness, compassion, there's the effort to sustain those, to maintain them. So then we can wonder, well, what's the difference between that me trying to get concentrated, me trying to get rid of my defilements, and right effort? What's the difference? What makes one the problem and the other the solution is that in right effort there's no self-view, there's no I and me and mine. That's the difference. That's what makes all the difference. So there's a restraining, restraining the unwholesome from rising, or if the unwholesome has arisen, there's a letting go. But it's not, I mustn't get caught up in aversion, I mustn't get agitated, I've got to get rid of these chattering thoughts, I've got to get rid of my fears and my lustfulness, my irritation. There's no I or me or mine that is brought into the picture. The quality of awareness knows the unwholesome. It knows it, recognizes it, lets it go. There doesn't have to be an I or a me or a mine involved in the picture. The resolution to focus the attention. The motivation to focus the mind on the present moment, to attend to the, the rhythm of the breath or to listen to the inner sound, the nada, that is simply a skillful intention. It doesn't have to be me wanting to develop anapanasati, me trying to get concentrated, me wanting to get jhana. The I and me and mine is completely extra. Maintaining things in being, 
when the mind is focused, awake, alert. It doesn't have to be formed in the mind as I am concentrated. I am practicing insight. My mind is clear, awake, open. It doesn't have to be formed and fixed in those ways. There can simply be the knowing, the awareness of the mind, focused, peaceful, awake. The effort put forward to sustain that. Not because I want it or I've got to keep it or no, I've got it. There's no I or me or mine necessary for the work of Dhamma practice. So as we engage in this time of, of retreat together, a lot of hours in the day for formal practice, I strongly encourage this the attention being brought to what is the attitude, how much I and me and mine is arising, driving the effort to let go of the unwholesome, the effort to develop the wholesome. To get alert to that, to awaken the attention, to focus on that, to get to know that bhavatana, the desire to be, the desire to, to get, Vibhavatana, the desire to get rid of, to wipe out. To get to know those feelings, to get to know them, understand them, free the heart from them. Then the effort of meditation, the very way that we work, is conducive to peacefulness. The cause is peaceful. not wound up with self-concern, not wrapped up with the feelings of I and me and mine. And when we notice, bring attention to those habits of bhavatanna, the desire to be, to become, vi bhavatanna, the desire to get rid of, we get to know those, recognize them, let go of them. Then we find that the work of meditation, the, the work of, of training the mind and cultivating the heart which is awake, attuned to reality. It's work that's being done, but it's work that is unstressful. It's work that is, is peaceful is in accordance with reality itself. It's not burdensome. Let's see for yourself. Bring attention as you, you work with the mind, with the body. Bring attention to those habits of bhavatanha, vibhavatanha. Me trying to get rid of me trying to get, me trying to be. Bring attention to that. Recognize that. Feel that the presence of those qualities of craving, to feel them, know them, let them go. 
get a sense of how it is to work with the mind, with the body, with our life, free of the habits of eye-making and mind-making, ahankara, mamankara. And see for yourself the, dis the difference, the contrast, how it is to practice right effort. The act of engaging in right effort and the results of right effort that can be known directly, seen directly, speaks for itself. The Buddha said to be free of the conceit I am, that's the greatest happiness of all. That's something that we can know here and now as we work with this body, this mind. Developing that skill, we can know that great happiness, that great freedom even as the, the mind is being trained. When there's a letting go of I and me and mine, there's a freedom from stress, a freedom from time-bound conditioning, a freedom from self-view, personal obsession. <laughs>